If your negative thoughts sometimes spiral irrationally out of control, on today's episode, we are talking about what that is, why you do it, and most importantly, how to stop. Have you ever had a dilemma that just sparked your imagination to run wild with worst case irrational scenarios of everything that's about to go wrong and happen as a result. So, you know, whether it's a situation at work that has you imagining yourself fired, or maybe it's an upcoming social event and, you know, you have an aversion to small talk. So you're convinced you're going to make a complete fool of yourself. Or, you know what, sometimes it's something as simple as a loved one running late and you have already got them in an ambulance, in an accident, like your mind just spirals downward. And it's not just about worst case scenarios. It is about those irrational scenarios of what's about to go wrong. If that's you, or maybe it's someone you know, there's a word for it. It's called catastrophizing. Basically, it's catastrophic thinking. So catastrophizing. I had not heard of this word until I was studying positive psychology and resilience. And it's interesting because I was doing it and not realizing there was a word for it, really almost unconsciously doing it, which is what most of us do. We have these scenarios playing out in our head when some simple dilemma or challenge arises. And we don't say it out loud. It's just the movie playing out in our heads, scaring us half to death. And it does a few things that are a problem. It makes you anxious. Um, Sometimes it simply gets you stuck because if you are thinking about these worst case irrational scenarios, of course you're not going to move forward. You're not going to step up and have that conversation or move forward with a plan. Sometimes it leads you to procrastination. And the mental energy that it takes really is just simply exhausting. And I think more than anything for myself, I've noticed what it does is it steals your joy. Have you experienced it? I think there's a lot of ways that it shows up. And you know, in uh, (laughs) my own life, it's shown up in the simplest of ways. And sometimes it's shown up in a way that taps into that sense of uh, foreboding joy. If you've ever heard Brene Brown talk about that, um, it's been very, very real in my life that that sense of, I feel good now, I'm feeling a lot of joy, and I'm scared because I don't think it's going to stay around. So when that happens, a lot of times we insert fear and anxiety or drama in some way. Um, We might feel a sense of false guilt. I talk about that and let go of the guilt because we want to take our joy down a couple of notches just in case the joy goes away and the fall won't be quite so hard. So I know that's a lot. But the thing is, you can think differently. You can begin to notice the ways in which catastrophizing is showing up for you. I had an aunt who catastrophized. I didn't have a word for it when she was doing it. (laughs) I remember years ago, um, my mother had um, been in the hospital for, she was in the hospital for almost two months after having a brain aneurysm. And so we had a lot of family that was coming in town, lived in Dallas at the time, and most of them were in South Carolina. And um, one evening I'm talking to her and 
she asked this question like it was a really big question and she's like so how do you feel it's just you and wade in that big old house wade was my wade is my brother he was eight at the time i was about 28 29 and uh I was like, I feel fine. I actually had not thought at all about the size of the house because I didn't think it was that big. But in her mind, it really was. And it was two levels and you can't hear anything downstairs, which I thought, surely I will because the doors are locked and the alarm is on. And she had this whole scenario that she shared with me, which was catastrophizing. In fact, at some point, she's like, well, you know, the the, the house is big and could you hear if somebody came in? And, you know, there's this... um. There's that trampoline in the backyard next door. And I was like, yeah, and And she said, well, you know, somebody could jump over the fence. They just jump on the trampoline into the backyard. They could get in the back door. And I was I was so confused. I was waiting on like a laugh or a giggle (laughs) when I realized she was playing this scenario out in her head and she was dead serious. Now, most of us don't have fears or thoughts that are quite that irrational. But sometimes we do. Like sometimes if you say out loud what's really going through your head, you'll make yourself laugh. But that means you have to stop and actually think about what you're thinking about. You have to actually shine a light on it and say, wait a minute, that's very highly unlikely to happen. Uh, In that case, definitely it was. I, I attribute some of her thoughts to the fact that she loved like all the legal shows, all the cop shows. <laughs> so in her mind, something was always criminal that was possible. It was about to happen. But, you know, sometimes it's in the bigger ways. When I was engaged, um, I remember catastrophizing constantly. Um, and I think the reason was because my life dreams were finally unfolding in the way I had hoped and prayed for for a really long time. And I was scared. And I was scared to say out loud to anybody what I was really thinking. But I was catastrophizing over and over again that we wouldn't make it to the wedding day. Like something terrible was going to happen before we could actually get to the wedding day because it almost felt too good to be true. And that catastrophizing created a lot of anxiety. It used up a lot of energy. So when I say it can steal your joy, it really can. Sometimes you get to a point in your life where you have wanted to be. You've worked hard for it. Sometimes you're at a point where all you need to do is step up or speak up in a new way. And catastrophizing about a worst case irrational scenario can keep you from doing the thing that you actually want to be doing and that you need to be doing. So I don't know, but I'm wondering how this is showing up for for you. Is it that you don't speak up in meetings, that you're not sharing your ideas out of fear of what others will do and what that's going to lead to and how terribly embarrassed you'll be if if what you say isn't received right? Um, You know, sometimes we sit there and we think about ourselves stumbling over words, forgetting points, not sounding impressive. Um, It might be that you don't even end up asking for the things that you need to ask for because your fear of rejection leads you to catastrophizing in a major way. Uh, So how is it that successful women think differently 
that keeps them from catastrophizing and more important when they catastrophize, how do they actually overcome it? So there is one thing that distinguishes the most successful from those who tend to let catastrophizing get in their way, get them stuck, and cause them to, to basically procrastinate. And that is thought awareness. That is being aware of what you are saying to yourself in any given moment so that you can actually push back against the thoughts that have you stuck. And so a lot of times what happens is our thoughts are on autopilot. We just let them show up. They just come in and do whatever they want to do. And we don't say, wait a minute, that doesn't actually make sense. That's not actually true. When the catastrophizing thought says you're going to make a fool of yourself at that reception or when you give the presentation, if you pushed back against the thought that you're having about stumbling over all of your words, about you know your, your presentation being awful, about people rejecting it in the worst possible way and talking bad about you, all of those things. And you go, wait a minute, that's highly unlikely for several reasons. One, I'm not a bad communicator. Two, I don't think anybody's actually out to embarrass me. In fact, most people are a little uneasy with public speaking and probably would be rooting for me. And even if they don't, it won't actually be the end of the world. When we start noticing what we're saying to ourselves and really deciding, you know what, if this thought isn't helping me, if it's not moving me in the direction that I want to go, I need to choose a new thought. I need to be intentional about that. And that, that takes thought awareness. That takes noticing and being very intentional. Um, so the most successful women aren't on autopilot. Um, when the thoughts aren't good, they practice. I'm not saying you immediately change your thoughts and the negative ones never come back. I'm saying that you actually say, uh, you don't just get to stay unchecked. Let me find a thought that's going to be more helpful. Let me practice that thought. Let me keep it in front of me. Let me have a reminder pop up, up on my phone <laughs> around this thought on a regular basis. Let me maybe put a sticky note so I see it and I remember what I'm replacing this irrational fear with. There really is a connection between what you say to yourself and how you show up. So when I say that catastrophizing causes you to feel anxious, well, anxiety is, is your fear that there's a potential danger. And so if you fear there's a potential danger, you're likely to stop moving or to move back in the other direction, even if that's not what you actually want. So the problem is that catastrophizing so often is just happening in our heads. It's creating a ton of fear. It's creating a great deal of chaos. But when you shine the light on it, you're actually looking at it. And because it's irrational, when you look at it, you're actually seeing just how irrational it is. That's the power of thought awareness. You get to call out the thought. You get to scrutinize the thought. And because it typically doesn't hold up, you can throw that thought out. Even if it persistently keeps coming back, you can push back against it, but only if you acknowledge that you're having it. So what do you catastrophize about? What's the story? What's the movie that's playing out in your head? 
So I want to give you a coaching question. Actually, it's a couple of coaching questions around the catastrophizing that you might be doing um, when it comes up. And because you're listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking about those areas where you catastrophize now. Is it that you're catastrophizing at work with a project? Maybe you started a business and you catastrophize when it's time to reach out to potential clients and customers. <laughs> Maybe you catastrophize about being able to present yourself well or communicate in certain situations. You know, when we were getting ready for this show, uh, Vanessa from our podcast team, as I was describing catastrophizing, said something that just stood out. She said, oh yeah, I do that. I was homeless last week. And she said it so calmly. <laughs> she said, well, I was homeless in my head. In other words, I was sitting here catastrophizing about something and it was very irrational. And no, I was not close to being homeless, but in my head, I was. That is real. So when you are faced with those thoughts, you want to say, number one, what am I saying to myself? What am I saying right now? All right, that's the first coaching question. Number two, is it moving me forward or is it getting me stuck? That's it. What am I saying? Is it moving me forward or is it getting me stuck? And if it's getting you stuck, what's a better thought? What do I want to replace this with? Very, very simple. I talk about this in Successful Women Think Differently, the book. I talk about it in Where Will You Go From Here, uh, the book about moving forward when life doesn't go as planned, and in Brave Enough to Succeed. Because in those moments where we are catastrophizing, when, when we are turning a basically a whole hill into a mountain, right? We're making something a bigger deal than it has to be, and we're irrationally thinking. You have to stop and coach yourself. You have to make that thought shift and understanding that there is a connection between what you say to yourself and how you show up, what you say to yourself and what you choose to do. When you say something different, you will do something different. When you're saying to yourself, I'm about to get fired. And here's the thing, when you catastrophize, it doesn't stop at the first thought that you're having. It keeps spiraling, right? So that's how it goes from uh, I'm getting fired to I'm homeless to my kids will never go to college, right? We have all of these thoughts and they are creating a great deal of anxiety. But when we stop ourselves and say, what am I saying? Is it helping me or is it hurting me? We have the opportunity to be intentional. So here's my challenge to you. I want you to ask yourself, what am I catastrophizing about right now? Say it out loud. What is the thought? In fact, if it's something that's been very persistent, you might even talk to someone else about it. Like, just tell them. Like, I keep having this wild, irrational thought and it's getting me stuck. It's making me anxious and I need to say it out loud to somebody. I need somebody else to hear it right? Somebody that's going to be encouraging to you and point out to you how irrational it is. Someone that's going to help you see that that's not true and to help you have a more rational thought, something that's going to actually move you forward. So identify where you're catastrophizing and then ask yourself, what am I saying about the situation? Is it moving me forward or getting me stuck? And what could I replace the story I'm telling myself with? That's it. 
It's real. Sometimes it's the silly catastrophizing, like I said. <laughs> My auntie asking, oh, somebody could jump from the other neighbor's yard into your yard and break in. And I'm like, uh, I don't think that's probably going to happen. But it's also those big things, the things that, like I experienced when I was engaged, that we don't say out loud. They're producing a lot of anxiety. It's the things that keep us from stepping up and from speaking up and therefore from moving up. And if you'll raise your thought awareness, if you'll think just a bit differently when those thoughts come to you, you can change your future. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Oh, oh, oh.